I'm going to kind of go back to that, and uh, uh, I really was going to try to go somewhere else, but I have learned when God won't, don't want me to go somewhere else, there's a reason. And so uh, I want to go back, and I want to open our Bibles to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, and, and uh, I titled this message, Getting Results. Getting Results. One thing I have found out as a Christian there's nothing more frustrating in your life than not getting results Amen. to your prayers, uh, to the things that you're doing, and you get frustrated. And, and uh, a lot of times if we're not careful, we point the finger at God instead of really looking at us in the mirror and saying, we're going to have to talk. We're going to figure out why something's not working because it's not on God's part. I said it's not on God's part. Uh, is anybody hearing me? It's not on God's part. We can't say, well, God, you're going to have to make some changes. No, God ain't going to make no changes. We already know the Bible says he changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We already know that his word is forever settled in heaven. So we know it's not going to change that part. So if we're not getting results, the first thing we have to do is look at us. Sometimes it's easy for us to look at everybody else. A lot of people look at God first. You, you'd be probably surprised at how many people walk around offended at God. Mad at God. I've seen them. I've talked to them. Let me tell you something. People who are mad at God are the most miserable people you'll meet. Because they have no way out until they turn to the one they're offended at. Amen? And so I want to talk about, we talked about two things, and I'm going to talk about those things more because I felt like I left some of them kind of un, uh, left them undone. And, uh, because these are so important. Uh, to each and every one of us. I'm tell, let me just say this. You're going to have to guard your heart. You're going to have to guard your relationship with God. Because there's a devil out there trying to rob you of your relationship with God. Amen? And we all know that. In verse 1 of Mark chapter 6, it says this. Then I, when he, I, I used to put Jesus in where I know he is Jesus. So Then Jesus went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Now, it's amazing how these individuals can hear him preach and amazed at his teaching amazed at the results that he got through his teaching because we all know what it says in uh, Mark chapter 16 that God confirms his word with signs following. Let me tell you that he not only confirms them with you, he'll con he confirmed them with Jesus. Do you know he was confirming what Jesus was saying? You said, well, Jesus was the word of God. Yes, but he was a, uh, uh, he was a, uh, just as much man as he was God and he didn't do anything until he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, he was operating under the gifts of the Holy Ghost just like you and I can. And I'm telling you something, uh, when he was uh, preaching and teaching all these things, God was working with him. The Holy Ghost was working with him. And it says, and look at all the uh, signs he uh, was performed by his hands, the, the miracles that he did, all the things that Jesus is doing. And notice what, obviously, some, uh, several of them said, well, listen, is this not the carpenter? Uh, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary? the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So listen to what happened. They were offended at him. Can you believe somebody get offended at Jesus? They were offended at him, 
For what reason? Well, they was offended and they was bragging about all the things he was doing until somebody said, hey, we know who he is. Really, they didn't know who he was. They had no idea who he was. All they could see him was in the natural sense. They couldn't see him in the spiritual sense because he was the son of God. And so they got offended him, the Bible says. And I'm telling you something, and we all know this, and I, 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 I don't know. I could probably be accurate to say if I said this without, I'm not asking no questions. I, we, we all have been infin- offended in some way, form, or fashion in our lives. Man, I have. I've been to the point that it was about to ruin me. And I'm, t- as a pastor, I'm telling you, you got to, listen, you say you're a preacher, you're to be exempt from that. Honey, let me tell you something. You, nobody is a, exempt from the devil trying to get you offended. Because what it does is it gets you off your faith and ends your forward progress in God. It's exactly what offense does. And so here they are saying, well, and, and then the Bible says they were offended. Now, we don't know that they all were offended, but obviously there was quite a few of them offended in that particular meeting. And I'm telling you, when you get a bunch of people offended in a meeting, there's not, there's not a whole lot of stuff happens. Huh? But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now listen to verse 5. Now, he could do no mighty work there. Jesus, we all know God can do anything. God can do anything. He can do anything. Everybody, people say, he can do anything. People say it all the time. He can do anything. He can't do anything. He can't do anything. He couldn't do anything he wanted there. And he marked, he was amazed that here he went, you gotta understand something about Jesus. He didn't say, well, I'm gonna do something over there, but I'm gonna go over here and I'm not gonna do so much, I just don't want to. Everywhere he went, he went to heal the sick. He went to bless them. He went to do mighty works everywhere he went and when he went to his own hometown. Listen, I was, I was born and raised in Grosbeck, Texas. I mean, I was born in a little hospital just where it's Dr. Reddick's office now. It used to be the uh, the hospital there, and, and Dr. Cox was uh, delivered me uh, back 62 years ago. And I'm telling you something, I've, I've run this town. I've, I mean, I've been wild and crazy in this town, done a lot of crazy things. And, you know, people will still look at me sometimes like that. But the thing about it is, is uh, uh, I have preachers say, you mean you were born and raised in your own hometown and you're preaching there? I said, yeah. He said, how's it work? I said, great. <laughs> Works good. Huh? But the thing about it is, Jesus said, in this part, particular instance, Jesus said, I'm not honored even among his own relatives. Even his own family jumped on the bandwagon. Now, he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Let me tell you something. You don't want Jesus marveling at your unbelief. You want him to marvel at your faith like he did the centurion. You want him marveling at your faith, not at your unbelief, but he marveled at their unbelief and they were offended. They were they, they, Their unbelief stemmed from their offense in God because I'm telling something, listen to me real good, 
Faith does not work in an offended heart. Faith doesn't work in an offended heart. And I'm going to prove it to you in just a minute. It don't work. See, here's what offense does. It literally shuts the door to the supernatural. Offense will shut the door to the supernatural. If it didn't, then they would have all that needed healing would have got healed in that service. And I'm telling you, there was people he needed healing there just like they needed healing in every other town he went to. I guarantee people was facing diseases like they faced him when he went and healed all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. He had that same situation there, but when he went in there, he could not do nothing. I guarantee it hurt his heart. I bet he was sad at that meeting. He was sad at that meeting. He said, man, I went in there, the power of God was present to heal them, and they could not receive it because they could not receive me. I'm, t- I'm telling the truth. I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've walked out of places greed before in my own heart because praying for people, knowing they weren't getting it. Knowing they weren't getting it. And I, you think that's, a, I don't believe that. Listen to me. I've laid hands on many people. I might as well be landed on a rock. And I'm telling you, Jesus was the same way. He tried. He wanted to do, see people got a little uh, cold, healed up and stuff like that. So the th- two things I want to show you in the, uh, that, that literally will stop or shut the door to the supernatural. And the first thing, they kind of go hand in hand, is offense. They were offended at Jesus. He wasn't able to do a mighty works there. To offend, uh, 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 the word offense is to entrap to trip up, to stumble. It's like a, a, a trap stick, a snare, occasion to a fall, or a, an attack, or an assault. And so the offense is kind of like a trap. It's like a trap. And the devil likes to set traps. Has anybody ever passed up an opportunity to get offended? <laughs> huh? You didn't take the bait. I said, you didn't take the bait. You didn't get hooked into, and it, 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 when you talk about, look about that bait, that trap stick, it, it, probably us, some of us guys in here at some point in time wanted to catch a bird, so we took a box or something and put a stick under that thing and pulled a string to it and to put some bread or something in there and wait on that bird to get in there and pull that stick out from under that box falls on it and catches that bird. I never had any results, any, any good results on that, but I've just tried it a few times. I was watching Bear Gills, Grills, is that his name? And uh, when he was taking them people, them celebrities out on the on the on them crazy hikes and such as that, and and uh, he made him a trap to get a mouse, a rat, and so he put a big old boulder up on the stick, and he he sure enough caught a rat and they ate it. I don't think they ate it. There's no way they ate it with 20 cameras there and steaks sitting all around. That's just a show. But anyway, they caught it, huh? And so the thing about it is, the devil wants to get you in a trap. You know, let me say that, and I don't know how far I'm going to get tonight, but I'm going to tell you, I believe that people are, are will be set across your path. I believe he'll put people in your path to try to get you offended. Oh, my God. You think that? <laughs> oh, they'll rub you the wrong way. And somebody said, I'm going to use brother this time. It's usually sister, and I don't want to get sisters mad. 
You know, there'll be a brother sandpaper. Rub you the wrong way. But you know, I, you know what the unique, unique thing and the good thing about uh, sandpaper is, Charlie? If it rubs, you'll smooth you out. That's what sandpaper does, smooth you out. But most time we don't get smoothed out, we get our feathers ruffled. Huh? And so we have to watch and, and guard ourselves and protect ourselves. And I made, a, I made up my mind many years, many years ago. I said this, I will not live mad and offended. I will not live mad and offended. I'm not going to do it. Because offense costs you. It'll cost you a whole lot more than you want to pay. I guarantee it. In, uh, in Matthew 6, Matthew 6, Verse 9. Let me, let me see if I want to go up. Let, let me just start at verse 5. Because this is talking about prayer. It says, and, and when you pray. No, it says, and when you pray. Somebody say, when I pray. So you got to pray. I said, you got to pray. Be kind of like if you, uh, I told you one day, when you run, well, you got to run before what I would tell you was going to help you. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as a heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Some people get all caught up in how long they pray. I think it ought to be, a, 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 it's not the, 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 the quantity of the time we pray, but the quality in what we pray. Now, I'm not against praying an hour or so, and I, I love to pray, and I, I pray. And, and But the one thing I have learned not to get called up in the time when I'm praying. You said, what do you mean? Some people, their goal is, i got to pray an hour. Well, some people would probably more be more effective if they took 10 minutes and prayed with quality than the hour wishing that time would hurry up and get past. I found when I'm trying to I pray... I, I cannot afford to sit and keep looking at the clock. Can I tell you why? Because I think I've done spent an hour and it's been five minutes. I, I decided the other day I, we got a, a, a bicycle, one of them stationary bicycles at our house and and I used to run all the time. I used to do all that and all and I told Linda, I, I mean, I, I, need, I know I need to get to do something. So I'm going I'm going to ride that bicycle. So I set that timer on 15 minutes. I didn't think it was going to come. I did not, I did not think 15 minutes was going to get here. I really didn't. I kept thinking, dear Jesus, man, I can't, I can't ride this bicycle 15 minutes. <laughs> Been there? But I, 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 I gritted it out. I gritted it out. 
And when that little thing went ding, I said, thank you, Jesus, I'm wore out. I got go to go back to bed, go take a nap. Huh? It's kind of that same way when you're praying sometimes. If, if you, if you, if you sit, now listen, I'm not, I'm not against praying an hour. I come in here many times to pray over an hour. But the thing about it is, I found this out. If, if I get, feel like I've got a release and everything done, whether it's an hour, whether it's 45 minutes, whether it's 30 minutes or 15 minutes, listen, because I found this out. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. He said, what does that mean? Have a life of prayer. There's no way you can get up 24-7 and pray constantly, but I tell you what, you can pray through the day. Has anybody ever just, you're driving down the road, you'll be praying. You'll be going, uh, walking down the hall somewhere. You'll be, you'll be just, you'll just pray. I mean, something's come out of you, you're praying for something. You're, you're thanking God for something. Why? Because you have a life of prayers. Huh? Some people, listen to me, I, I don't know why I'm talking about this so much, but sometimes people don't pray because they think they're not giving enough time to it. Well, pray. Isn't that what he said? When you pray. Listen, you got to start somewhere. I, I used to, I, I hated to pray in front of anybody. I didn't even want to pray in front of my wife. I wouldn't. I, I felt like I, I wasn't adequate. I, I felt like I, I, I didn't make no sense. Anybody ever felt that way sometimes? I just don't make no sense. I don't want to pray around them. They'll think I'm stupid. I'm so glad that my prayers are like a sweet fragrance to God that when I pray, I may say not say everything just right, but I tell you what, God knows how to cipher that thing out and He knows how to get that answer out to me in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. Prayer is so important. So what would the devil want to do more than anything else is try to get you to think, well, I'm not effective. I can't pray efficiently. I listen to all these great ministers pray. I listen to these prayer warriors pray and I just can't match up to that. Listen, you are not, listen to me, you are not trying to match up to nobody. You have a relationship with your heavenly father and you're not praying to the people around you. You're praying to God and he's your father. He just says you need to pray. Huh? Anybody know what verse I quit on? Seven. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they'll be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. Isn't that amazing? You say, well, if God knows what I need, have need of before I ask Him, why do I got to ask? Have you ever wondered that? I've often wondered that. And some people, that's how they live. Well, God already knows. So they never ask. They never say anything. The one thing we taught our kids, and I, I know you do too, is to ask for something. Am I right? I mean, just go, uh, 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 what? That's what Randy did sometimes when he was a little kid. He'd point at something. Uh. Well, he was little, but we taught him to say, say it. I mean, he was six months old, but he can, hey, you talk, say it, son. <laughs> he was older than that. <laughs> he wasn't very old. But, but they learned to ask. How many ever goes order food? 
I'll tell you what, what, at what? Well, I wasn't thinking about signing. I wasn't talking about getting my order all messed up. I was just thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. When you, of course, we, we, we do a, I, I, anyway. <laughs> Have you ever been in McDonald's, which some of you may not like McDonald's. I like McDonald's. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a kid at heart. And I walk up there and usually when I go up there, I, I know what I need. I know what I want. I mean, good Lord, it's not that much to choose from. But I've watched other people walk up there and go. (laughs) And here's what I'm thinking. If you don't open your mouth, you ain't going to get no food. You got to say something. You tell them you want a a homestyle burger. You want the meal. Tell them. Sit there and look at that thing and act like they're going to read your mind? That's the way we think God is sometimes. You say, well, God can read your mind. He ain't. He does know what you're thinking, by the way. But he said, you've got to ask. uh, That's something come out of your mouth. Double meat, extra cheese. Huh? Huh? I went to some, I, I, anyway, I'm not going to name these restaurants because I, I like these people and I don't want them getting mad at me and bar me from coming to Sonic. I ordered something at Sonic one day and I was sitting there, it was just me uh, for some reason there and I, I ordered it and, and uh, I forget what I ordered. I think I ordered a corn dog and some tater tots and a drink. The lady brought me and she handed me that bag. She said, here's how much it is. And I looked in it and said, this ain't mine. She said, yes, sir, it is. I said, no, ma'am, it's not mine. Oh, yes, sir, it is yours. I said, no, ma'am, it's not mine. I said, there ain't no corn dog in this sack. And I ordered a corn dog. She said, sir, it's yours, yours. I had to argue with her for a while to let her know that is not my order. And come to find out, she gave mine to the person straight across and gave my, what they had to me. And, you know, of course, they ain't going to give no uh, their food. They, they took they both took them both and threw them away because they can't give them to anybody. But I finally got my food. And the, here's here's what I want you to see in this. It may not be the most spiritual thing. But listen, you don't need to settle for what except what you ask for. Well, I'll take this, I guess. I'll take that old cheeseburger. Don't want it, but I'll take it. God says, I want to know some specifics about what you want. You ask for what you desire. You tell me what you want. And I'm telling you something. You say it. He said, because when you ask, he said, uh, God knows everything you had need of before you even ask him. And if you live that life like, well, God knows, and you never pray and ask, you're going to be sitting there with that, God knows, and nothing to show for it. Is this all right tonight? In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father, in heaven, hallowed be your name. Did you know people call this the Lord's Prayer? It's not the Lord's Prayer. It's a, a guide, 
on how Jesus said the prayer. If you want to see the Lord's Prayer, look in John 17. Jesus prayed. But he said, here, when you pray, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I tell you what, you, you're, 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 when you pray, you're to say, you are to go in with, with adoration to God. God, you're so great. You're awesome. I hallow your name. You're a mighty awesome God. Oh, I appreciate you, Father. I mean, just hallow his name and let him, listen, he already knows he's great. He's not prideful about it, but you need to know that he's great. And then he said, you pray, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I pray that you give it, that your will be done in my life right here on earth as it is in heaven. Listen to me. And then you start, listen, you need to know what the will of God is. The will of God is not sickness and disease. Not poverty and lack. Not tragedy. I heard somebody minister a funeral of a person who died in their 30s, and they used that particular scripture, your will, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, to declare it was God's will for them to die in their 30s. Well, that wasn't no more the truth than, 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 than I'm an astronaut. Huh? It wasn't the truth. And when I'm sitting there hearing all these people thinking God took them, and it was God's will based upon a prayer and the way God told us to pray, that you pray that my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, listen, we know there's no sickness and disease in heaven. We know there's no death in heaven. We know all those things. He said, I want that same will down here on the earth where you are. Find out what's going on in heaven and start praying it to be here on earth. Then he said, give us this day our daily bread. He said, you're to pray for your needs. You're to pray for your needs. Well, God, you know what my needs are before I ask. That's absolutely right before you ask. Give us our day this, this day, our daily bread. Listen, we've had to pray for groceries on our table. We've had to believe for groceries in our cupboards. We had to pray for gas in our car. We had to pray to have enough money to get our kids to school. Listen, I'm not exaggerating a bit. But we started learning to pray specifically and even give amounts of money we needed and God would come through. And God would come through. Give us this day our daily bread. And notice what said, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our debts. Listen, right in the middle, he says, you, you're going to have to keep your heart right with God and man. Forgive us our debts. God, forgive me, and I'm going to forgive everybody that's ever done anything wrong to me. And I'm telling you right now, you've got to be willing to be a forgiver because understand something, forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is something we choose to do. And you have to choose to do it maybe every day. He said, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we know God never leads us into temptation because James chapter 1 verse 12 says, God cannot be tempted by evil and he tempts no one with evil. You say, well, God's just tempting me. God's not tempting you with bad. I'm here to tell you that right now. He is not doing it. 
Well, God, why are you tempting me? This He's not tempting you. You might as well get that settled in your heart. And then he said in verse 14, if you forgive men their trespasses or their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. I mean, this is right when he gave us a pattern on prayer and right at the last of it, he said, listen, if you're not willing to forgive, your father's not going to forgive you. And we can sit around and say, well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Well, why would Jesus say it not only here, but other times in the Bible? Because God knows this. The offenses and unforgiveness shut the door to the supernatural, just like it did in Jesus' hometown. It shut the door to the supernatural. Supernatural things that happen. And listen, I still need some supernatural things to happen. How about y'all? We need some supernatural things. And I'm telling you something, the only one that can, can, uh, can, uh, 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 the Bible says, uh, uh, no man knows the heart of man except the man himself. That's kind of paraphrasing it over there. And I'm telling you, we know, we got to say, well, you know, I'm going to keep everything straight between me and God, but not only just me and God, but me and man. Me and man. Come on now. Listen. And, and besides that, is any perfect people in here? None of us. We might need forgiveness. He said, if we don't forgive, neither will he forgive us. And we know what sin does. It stops the flow between our relationship with God. It'll plug up the pipe we've always heard. And so... When we look at the what Jesus said, he said they were offended at him. He couldn't do no mighty work there. Looking real quick, I'm going to close with this one because I already late. I didn't get as far as I wanted to tonight, but one of the most. When Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, he says, there said to them, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into sin, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he saith will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And, verse 25, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against any, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. That's one of the greatest mess, uh, faith lessons Jesus taught right there. And he said right there at the end of that, he said, now now when you're praying, you, you got to keep your heart right. So that you keep the, uh, the line of communication open between you and God. And so I'm telling you something. I, I'm not believing anybody in this church tonight is, is having a problem with offense in their lives or something like that. But I tell you what, Sunday morning they did because I prayed for I don't know how many. They raised their hand. I didn't make them come up. I just prayed for them. I'm going to tell them that's an issue if we're not careful that, that's so subtle, so sly. They're saying, you know, the devil will start bringing something up to you somebody did 20 years ago. Huh? I remember somebody talking to me and, and, and one time they were, they was griping about an individual and they were saying, that guy owes me money, been owing me money for 20 years. I thought, my God, man, if you're that upset, it must be a bunch of money. He said it was $10. So, oh my God in heaven. I guess he was figuring interest in there in 20 years. You know, that'll, that'll bring, bring a little more money to it. 
I'm telling you, isn't it crazy how the devil works? Just try to get us upset about something that don't amount to a hill of beans. Not worth it at all. Let's keep the door to the supernatural open. Let's keep the supernatural door open. And I'm telling you something. If it could stop, if that could stop the supernatural power of God from working in Jesus' hometown, it can stop the supernatural power of God from working in our hometown and in our church. Amen? But it's not going to because we're all free from that mess. Amen? Well, I'm not going any further. I didn't get near through with that one. Praise God. But y'all do know how to order when you go to McDonald's. You go up there and you check it out. Anything else, I taught you how to order at McDonald's. Praise God. Huh? Well, I know how to order when I pray too. Not order in a demanding way, but I know how to put out what I'm needing and what I'm asking for. Amen. Father, we love you. God, we're so grateful that you have given us the ability to be able to forgive, not to let offense get a hold of us and, and, and hold us in bondage to somebody else. God, we will not be imprisoned in unforgiveness. We will not in Jesus' name. Father, I declare this body as a whole is walking free in Jesus. God, we know things happen. In fact, you said in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, he said it's impossible that offenses won't come. You said it was impossible for offenses not to come. But God, it's not impossible for us not to receive them and submit to them. So Father, I thank you tonight for the Word of God and the encouragement of the Holy Ghost that can bring peace in our hearts and our minds. God, if there's anything in anyone's heart tonight, in that arena, I pray, Father God, that every time the devil tries to bring it up, they just push it down and put it under the blood of Jesus. Father, I plead the blood right now. I plead the blood of Jesus over every person in this house. I plead the blood of Jesus over their minds, over their thoughts, over their lives. Jesus, you said in the Holy Ghost, uh, has been shed abroad in our hearts, but the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. God, we can love in the face of wrong. And you said love does not keep a record of the wrongs done to it. And God, we're not either. Because the love in us is stronger than any wrong that anybody could ever do us. And we thank you for the love of God tonight. I love you, Jesus. We love you. Just lift your hands to heaven tonight.